Life is an epic journey. Live it unleashed. Hey, fellow journeyers, Jeremy here. Welcome back to the Living Unleashed podcast. We are on an epic journey to discover this life that is unleashed. You know, God offers us a passionate life, and this life is a life that is defined by hope, filled with joy, marked by peace, and walks in freedom. So glad that you're here to join us again today as we continue on our journey together here on the Living Unleashed podcast. We are intentionally shaping our lives that we might experience this life that God has for us. We're doing that here in season two of the podcast by traveling through Luke and Acts together. Today, we're on Luke chapter 19. I hope that as you have continued on this journey with us, that uh, you, you are really experiencing a deepening of your relationship with God, and that that deepening is not coming simply because you are going through some exercise of reading the Bible and listening to this podcast, and since you're doing that, you know, God's giving you brownie points. That's, that's not what it's about. I hope this deepening is coming because you are engaging God. You're going deeper with Him. You are taking what you're reading and what we're talking about on the podcast, and you are actually applying it to your life. You are actually um, um, really wrestling with it, making it a reality for who you are and uh, what your life is about that it's changing how you think, changing your attitudes, changing how you act, um, the choices that you make. Because that's what this is really all about. That as we engage God more deeply, we are intentionally shaping our lives to give him this opportunity where we are willingly opening, opening up our lives to say, Lord, speak into my life. I want to hear from you. And uh, that means that we approach this in such a manner that we're open to that. We're seeking that. You know, we've talked a lot about the Holy Spirit's activity. We've talked about a lot about intentionality and seeking God. We've talked a lot about being sincere, authentic, passionately, intensely, even desperately seeking God, because in so doing, we're humbly admitting we can't do it on our own. Uh, today, as we look at Luke chapter 19, man, Luke chapter 19 starts to get, well, it starts to get real serious. It really does. Uh, it just really starts to uh, um, just, Jesus isn't just going to mix words. Mince words, I guess, is the, the saying. Uh, I mean, he's just laying it out the way it is. And, and if there's a theme in chapter 19 of Luke, I would say it's about choice, a serious choice, a real serious choice. Now, the chapter starts out with Jesus and his encounter with Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus has to make this serious choice where he has encountered encounters Jesus and he decides to rectify the wrongs in his life, uh, to give back to those he has taken from, and to straighten up. Uh, to, to, in other words, he is accepting that Jesus is now his king, that he's going to be a part of the kingdom of God instead of his kingdom, uh, his own kingdom, and, and so he's going to start aligning his life with these, with these things. But then Jesus goes into telling this parable of the ten servants, and he tells this parable of a man that's going to be crowned king, so he's leaving to go be crowned king, but there's a delegation from his homeland that doesn't like him. They just don't like him, and they send a delegation to oppose him, but he's crowned king anyways. 
he, before he left, he had left um, some servants with with some finances to care for. And when he comes back, he looks to see what their response has been in caring for those finances. And what he discovers is that some have been very faithful, taken what they were given, they've put it to good work, they've returned it with a, uh, a profit. And, uh, but then there's this, pro- there's this uh, servant who does nothing with it. And, uh, um, and he, gets, he, gets, uh, he, he doesn't make a choice. And, and in so doing, he actually is making a choice. And, and so we get down here to choice again. Now, this one gets really, really harsh. I mean, you've got to think about what happens there at the end of uh, that parable. So there in verse 26, he says, you know, um, well, they say, you know, why are you going to give more to the guy who already had 10 pounds? Well, because to those uh, who have used well what they are given, even more will be given. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. And as for these enemies of mine who didn't want me to be their king, bring them in and execute them right here in front of me. Man, some of these parables Jesus tells, we kind of gloss over, we don't think about the, the harsh reality. And what Jesus is speaking to um, in that day, it was common if a king became king over a region, um, if there were those who had opposed him along the way um, and who, who threatened the security of his kingdom, they were deposed, uh, disposed of. And, and so, I mean, what Jesus is referring to would have been a very common element in their day and age. So why does it sound so harsh? Well, what Jesus is getting at is it is a choice. We need to understand that the choice that Jesus leaves with us is a choice that is a matter of life or death. I mean, it has these consequences. We are either a part of his kingdom or we're not. And if we're not a part of his kingdom, then we are opposed to him. And, and there's no halfway. Notice that this, this um, you know, the servant from whom the, uh, the silver was taken, I mean, he just simply did nothing. He did nothing with it. And that's all really important because when we get down to verse 41, we come to that spot where Jesus weeps over Jerusalem. And it says this, but as he came closer to Jerusalem and saw the city ahead, he began to weep. The Greek word there for weep would would be more uh, would more closely resemble and mean he wailed. I mean he sobbed. See Jesus's compassion. See the the reality at the end of that parable of reminding us that our choice is life or death is not to leave us with the sense that that God enjoys watching people suffer. That, that this king in the parable wants to see these people suffer, but that's the reality. There's a consequence. So Jerusalem is about to face consequences. And so what does Jesus do? He wails. He weeps. He mourns. He cries out. He sobs. And he says, how I wish today that you of all people would understand the way to peace. But now it is too late. And peace is hidden from your eyes. Do you hear that? 
Jesus is weeping because he wished they would have seen. See, he's saying the choice was there. The choice was there to follow me. The choice was there to receive the kingdom. In Jesus, the kingdom of God was made available to everyone. The kingdom of God had come near and it had been rejected. And and so what's about to happen? He's going into Jerusalem. They have the triumphal entry. Everybody's that happens right before this. Everybody's just partying, but Jesus knows what's really going on. The party is short-lived. Their hearts have not been changed. And before um, uh, before much more time passes, he's going to be on a cross because that's where it's headed. That's where it's going. He knows what their choices are, where, where they're headed, and, and, and it just mourns him. And here's the thing. Here's what I want you to know. Each of us is presented with a choice to live for Jesus. When we're intentionally shaping our lives, Jesus, let me say this, Jesus weeps for Jerusalem because they could have had peace, and they don't have peace because they didn't choose it. They didn't choose it. If they had chosen his kingdom, they could have had peace, but instead they chose their own way. Now, this has a lot to say because we can spend a lot of time complaining about where our lives are, complaining that we're worried, anxious, we don't have peace, we're not experiencing joy. And I think the first question that these kind of passages bring up to us is to say, maybe this isn't about God, maybe it's about me. You know, I'm not experiencing God's peace, but maybe it's because I'm not seeking his kingdom first. It's I'm not trying to live in the manner that he's called me to. I'm still trying to run my own show. I'm still trying to run my own life. I want the benefits of going to heaven someday. You know, I want that eternal life. I want what's going to happen in the afterlife. But right now, I want to keep hold of the reins. So why aren't I experiencing peace? And and Jesus, I, I just see Jesus sometimes weeping for us, saying, if you of all people, you should have known. But now peace has been hidden from your eyes. And see, th- this entire gospel is this call. It's this call. We have to remember as we go back to the beginning, the first few chapters, there was this heavy emphasis on all of this was the movement of the Holy Spirit. See, we don't answer the call. We don't live in the kingdom. We don't seek the kingdom of God first without the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. When we do that, all we need is nothing more than a seed of faith, something as small as a mustard seed, and great things can happen because the exponential power of a little bit of faith in the kingdom of God does mighty and powerful things, and we can have peace if we just choose Jesus. So, hey, I'm going to leave you with that thought here uh, for, for this weekend. Wrestle with that. Continue to invite God to speak into your life. What I want you to do is I just want you to say, Jesus, show me where I'm not trusting you and causing my own lack of peace. Show me where you want to change me. Show me where you want me to exercise that little grain of faith. And I'm going to do it, Lord. I'm just going to do it. And I'm going to trust that when I do it, something's going to happen, that you're going to do something awesome, amazing, and powerful in my life. Because I want Jesus to look at me and say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Not look at me and weep because there's so much more I could have had. There's so much more life I could have experienced. And I didn't, simply because I didn't have the faith simply because I didn't give up my kingdom and live in his. So think about that this weekend. Really wrestle over that. Pray about that. Invite God to speak to you through his Holy Spirit into your life. 
we're going to join back together for Luke chapter 20. Uh, you know, things are going to start going downhill. We're heading into the, the, um, we're heading to the cross now. Jesus has come to Jerusalem. So there's going to be a lot of conflict and we're going to learn a lot about what it really means to follow Jesus. So I hope you'll join us. I hope you have an awesome weekend. And as you go up through this, uh, this weekend, I pray that you will keep on living unleashed.